You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. I'm Pei Chen with you for two hours tonight, uh, an extended show covering for Vinny, who is off, uh, but he's back next weekend. So I hope you had a great summer-like weekend and happy uh, fourth of, late 4th of July, I guess, to any uh, Americans out there. Uh, really happy to have uh, two guests in studio with me right now. I've got uh, Ali Hassan, who's going to stay with me for the hour, who's going to essentially co-host with me for the hour. Yeah. Uh, Ali is a stand-up comic, actor, chef. I pulled this off your website because I thought it was quite entertaining. Yeah. Uh, generally harmless Muslim. <laughs> Like the generally, why do I leave it vague like generally that? Generally harmless. Are you of, of, so yeah, who's uh, performed honest. on stages across Canada, also U.S. Yeah. and Middle East as well. Yeah. So you've been everywhere. And also your uh, one-man show was called From Zero to Hero. So I saw you promoting that a lot. So it was a sort of a comedic journey of your life as a single guy and then becoming a dad of three children. That's right. Now four. Now four. You just yeah. had, how old's your youngest? He's about five months almost. Congrats. So four yeah. kids. Yeah. Do you sleep ever? No. The little guy's uh, trying to discover his voice. Oh, that's which sweet. Which is nice. Yeah. Like by screaming in yeah. the middle of the night? Yeah. <laughs> like nothing's wrong with him. Just like. But you're keeping yourself busy. So in addition <laughs> to doing stand up yes. and not sleeping at home, um, you're doing some Pan Am hosting duties, I right? Am. I'm very happy. You will. If you're in the Rogers Center in the next few days, you will recognize this voice. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the athletes from Uruguay. Woo! Uruguay. Uruguay. Give me another one. Ladies and gentlemen, the athletes from Chile. Woo! You did not notice the pronunciation. Not Chile. Yeah. Not Chile. Chile. That hey, was a, did I they had to give go you... for a training seminar for that, believe it or not. Did they give you a training seminar? I was going to sure say there's probably a few countries that get mispronounced. There was three that I thought I knew really well. Which ones? Was, well, Chile, and then um, I was saying Antigua. No, I was saying Antigua, and it's Antigua. Oh. And um, USA. That's no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think St. Kitts and Nevis. I was saying, oh, it's Nevis. Did you oh, know that? I mean, come no. on. These are innocent mistakes. I'm a, I'm a I human. would not have known yeah. that at all. There's a few, sometimes there's countries announced that I have never heard of. Yeah. So, um, but people hear you. Why you travel more, huh? You just should, I, I know. know. I'm, you're the last person <laughs> I said. Tanzania? Is that where you were? Uh, oh, a few months ago, I was in Namibia. Namibia. Sorry, yes. that's right. Yes. Namibia, which also my mother has a hard time saying, and I have... Uh, a niece now who is four months old, and her name is Amelia. And it's very mm. difficult for my Asian parents to pronounce. So huh. she says the name, she says Namibia and Amelia the same way. Oh. Like it, so I call my little niece Namibia <laughs> because my mom can't, my, she can't pronounce it. So you're, it was, it's your sister's kid? <laughs> my brother's kid. Your yeah. Brother's kid. So it's the only grandchild on uh, for both families. So your brother's like, please don't ever travel to that country again. <laughs> we couldn't figure out if our daughter was coming or going. We had no idea. They had no idea what was yeah. going on with this kid. And she's not African. So yeah. that makes it even more confusing. Yeah. Um, also in studio right now, I've got registered nutritionist Leanne Phillipson Webb from Sprout Right, who joins me quite often, but not yeah. usually with another guest. Isn't it nice no, to have this someone is fantastic. else? Fantastic! Yeah, we've three. got a little, little round table going on. Hey, Thank we're you for just that. like Three's Company. Awesome! Yeah. Come and knock on our door, if you will. You're Jack Tripper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One of us is Chrissy and one of us is Janet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we might have to duke it out and find out which one Janet is Janet doesn't which. have much of a career now as a human being, so that's uh, well, that then I, a very I want to be Suzanne Summers. Oh, there you go. Mm. I'm rich from the thigh master. Yeah, but hang on. She's pretty healthy and all that kind of stuff. I might be able to speak to that a little more. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, guys, why do I always oh, lose out? I'm always Janet. If you guys want to be Jack Tripper, I could be like Don Knotts or something. Like oh, that. he's wanna, the best. Um, I don't know be why Mrs. Roper. <laughs> All these three's myself. company references. Yeah. Um, so it's great to have the two of you in studio with me. So thank you for coming in. Speaking of Pan Am, actually, have since the whole HOV Pan Am lanes have started up this past week, people have been complaining about it. Have either of you had any sort of bad experience with it? Like, has it slowed you down at all in terms of driving this past week? Yeah, Monday I had to get from the East End back home to the West End to pick up yeah. my kids from camp by 5.15. It took me over an hour. What to, does it normally do take you? Oh, like half like half an hour. Okay. It was more, um, I didn't get on the gardener and maybe I should have, the lake shorts, you know, you know, they have the little screen the yes. to, you know. Um, that tells you how long the travel long. time is? So it was like 10 minutes less on the lake shore. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll stay here. Not at all. And, no. and also, there were so many cars that were stopped in the H.O. It was the first oh, day, right? So many yeah. cars that were stopped. Um, stopped meaning pulled over pulled by the over. cops? Yeah, for, yeah. for being in the... It's just silly. I mean, really, why bother? I mean, it's a pain in the butt for yeah. a, couple of, uh, a couple of weeks. But, um, but yesterday and today, I've cycled along the uh, along Harborfront on um, on the new bike lanes. Oh, the new bike are lanes down. are quite nice, it yeah. It is tremendous But they're not there. very long. It's like two kilometers of bike lane. Yeah, but it gets you through the busy part of the city. That's fair. So it's uh, so it was good. It yeah, was good. It's nice that 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 piece is all finished for. Uh, oh, for, Queens Key has been a well. nightmare for years. Yeah. Although now it's just like other intersections are night. Like it, it's there's just constant construction Shifting in nightmare. the city. I own rollerblades. Do you rollerblade? No, I don't. I just that's the only <laughs> contribution. I don't have a bike. I, there's nothing I can say. I can just say somewhere in the back of a garage. In a box or a pair of rollerblades, yeah. So that you have the potential to rollerblade. I have the potential to do anything I want. You have a lot of potential, Ali Hassan. Yeah. (laughs) Should buy a helmet. That's the next step before I bring those up. Wrist guards, actually. I have wrist guards and I have elbow pads. I use my hockey elbow, old hockey elbow pads, which are like a hard plastic. And... uh, the nutritionist can just jump over into like bike safety all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, she, um, <laughs> she knows everything that's good for you. Very versatile. Um, also, oh, I wanted to let you both know. Okay, so Leanne's going to stick around because after the break, we're going to talk about some um, actually very useful topics, including uh, packing for picnics and barbecues, which I think is very important because we've. I feel like this weekend has been our first real summer weekend where the, you know the temperature builds each day. We're getting yeah. that hint of humidity. So finally, yeah, it. Feels like summer, which is great. And uh, Leanne is also going to stick around after the break. We're going to talk about how low-fat foods might be making you fat. Mm-hmm. So I, I do know people who are like, but I eat this way. I eat all these low-fat things, and yep. I'm not losing weight. And there's a reason for that. Leanne's going to fill us in. And uh, I think I should tell you both that last night, I on uh, well, Saturday night. Here we go. This gets saucy right I away. I that- went to see Magic Mike. Oh, Triple yeah. XL. Oh, and? and it was enjoyable. Okay. I really liked it. Have you seen the first one? No. I plan to watch it with my daughters next weekend. Is, it, uh, is <laughs> that yes. cool? Yes. That is a really good family movie. 10 and 12? Okay. There's a lot of lessons to be learned there. I bet um, there are. I went to see it for the story. Listen, McConaughey, it's a story of friendship and forgiveness. offers us nothing if not uh, life lessons. Yes, right? yes yeah. absolutely. Um, and so this was like there in the states, of course, the big Fourth of July opening weekend for a lot of movies. Um, and so I was surprised because Magic Mike came in fourth place this weekend. Oh. So that was after Inside Out, which I am actually going to see on Tuesday with the kids. Which I really want to see. Leanne, have you heard of Inside Out? I have not seen it, but my daughters went with their dad. Yeah, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. 
I've heard it's a it's a really wonderful movie like, yeah. from adults. I've Thoroughly heard that it's a it. wonderful movie and that they've sobbed throughout. Yes. Ah, you gotta unhype, unhype. You can't say that. I'm warning you that you might sob it throughout. For me. No, now I won't. That's Just what happened with Ratatouille. People are like, buddy, you're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. Oh. Now I'm ready to cry. And I'm like, no, nothing. Okay, well zero. then maybe well, maybe you you're just heartless and you have there no emotion. Is. There it is. That's that could better. be it. That's better. But uh <laughs> get this, Magic Mike apparently played to an audience that was ninety-six percent female. Really? The original played to about a seventy-three percent female audience, which is is quite rare and relatively yeah. unheard of. But then the sequel, 96%, 96% female. And did you know of those 96%, 100% above the age of 75? Did you know that? <laughs> it's really, it's for the elderly, that movie. I don't know if you... What? I was in there. Well, that says something, doesn't it? So here's the thing. I was trying to, I decided sort of last minute to go see the movie. I forgot that it was the opening weekend. And I, I texted a girlfriend of mine and she was working yesterday. So a little bit of messaging back and forth. We were trying to figure out theaters and show times and she had made dinner plans. So it was a little bit of coordinating back and forth. And then finally I said, okay, great. Well, I'm, I think it's going to be sold out the 950 show. So I'm going to buy us tickets online. I said, do you want me to pick one up for uh, your other friend as well? I thought we would go for dinner and then go see the movie. And uh, and then my friend Elaine said, oh, no, Rose and I have already seen it, but I just want to see it again. Oh, my gosh. She saw it twice in three days. So wow. who's the real pervert? Not oh. me. Wow. <laughs> Is it perversion? Is that what you would call it? I was somebody? a little surprised. that I was like, you've already seen it? I said, you don't have to come see it. She's like, no, 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 I want to see it again. Wow. <laughs> That's the difference between men and women. A man sees a movie like with any eroticism of any kind once. Yeah. Downloaded forever. It's like back there. You, you would go back and see it. it whenever you need it. Come on. So soon. Give me some time. Let the memories fade and <laughs> yeah, then, you know, days. download it. She pretty much still had like the script in her head. Like she knew I'm everything sure. that was coming up. So I I thought, <laughs> well, then if one of us is going to be pervy, it's definitely yeah, not she me. Wins. Right? She wins between the two of us. <laughs> between the two of us. Uh, also coming up in the second hour, because the show is going until 10 p.m., uh, the rise in popularity of Argentinian cuisine in Toronto, if you know what that is. Also, ecoholic Adria Vassal will tell us about the best sunscreen options, what you really need to look for if you're looking for something that's a little bit better for you and better for your body. And do you know what chemicals your dry cleaner is using and what organic really means? You want to stay tuned for that. Uh, coming up after the break, Leanne Phillips and Webb will give us some great tips uh, about barbecues and picnics for the summertime. Also, why low fat might be making you fat. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. This is the Pay Chen Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me this Sunday evening. I have two guests in studio with me, and uh, they are comedian Ali Hassan, also, also nutritionist Leanne Phillipson-Webb from SproutRight.com. Um, we're getting into like a real, the real summer weather, which is nice. So it was gorgeous this weekend. This was a beautiful weekend. Yeah. Did you spend some time outside? Both I spent of you? a fair amount. I was embarrassed that you can't tell by my tan. Of course I did. Look at me. <laughs> You're two shades darker. I'm. I'm Actually, okay, that's, it sounds like I'm kidding, but I'm actually not. I am, uh, I tan quite a bit and I get quite gray 
mistaken for Ukrainian regularly in the month of February. <laughs> and not for But I mean, I, I do not look like a brown guy. I've had people be like, you're brown? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I've fine. only yeah. ever seen you brown. Well, that's good. You've only seen I've never seen you in the winter. Months. Is that Vitamin it? Vitamin D maxed out. Yeah, you, I guess we've never met in the winter. It's a very bad time for me. Yeah. But I'm also like a little bit scared of the sun. Like I lawn mowed the other day. I mowed the lawn 45 minutes. Half the lawn is in shade, half is in the uh, in the sun. Yeah, it was around nine thirty, nine forty-five yeah. when I started. So not high noon, not yeah. the high shade, sun time. not just an hour, just like that. And the back of my neck was like burned, burned almost, oh. like t- a little tender to yeah. the touch. Didn't turn out to be like peeling and that kind of stuff. But I'm scared of the sun all of a sudden. I'm a very, I'm like a poor excuse for a, a Pakistani, obviously, where temperatures are regularly in the thirties and forties. Do but, you wear uh, sunscreen? I definitely do. I have a skull. Oh, you do? Okay, that's oh, good. Absolutely. I just, it was too early. Yeah. And you the lawn mowing okay. is not, I'm not out there in the park playing ball with the kids. Yeah. So I'm thinking you don't in really the lawn, need... mostly shade. Um, so yeah. You thought I, be, but the sun will attack you. The sun will murder you. It, and... it is on a murderous <laughs> rampage to end all life on this planet. Am I right about that or am I not, Leanne? I think I'm pretty close to, that's the I, truth. It's, it's a little strong. It's well, a, we have, we it's have, okay, strong. she's no expert. We have the expert coming in in the second half of the show. <laughs> we'll talk about sunscreen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's a conversation to pick up again. So, uh, um, Leanne, I want to start with, uh, I guess, a blog post or that you had written about yeah. uh, picnics, picnics and, yeah. okay, so I, I feel like most people know that mayonnaise is not a great picnic food, right? Because it's not. It needs to stay cold and it's usually. Not. There, there are a lot of foods that. That need to be that need to stay cold. So, oh, I thought so it was when just mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, raw no. chicken I've heard is also not good to take on a picnic. Raw chicken, yeah, not, not so much. No. So really, you know, the traditional wicker basket looks lovely and it's cute. You know, it's, it's all cute, but you got to shove your cooler bag and your uh, and your ice blocks in there. Mm-hmm. So it's actually um, it's actually really really important to keep uh, to keep your foods at forty degrees. And a really easy um, tip. That you can that you can do when you pack your bag, keep everything in the fridge, pack your bag, put all of your any poultry, meat, seafood, any bean dishes. So like your hummus and things like that, they contain Aww. protein. Yeah. So bacteria can proliferate faster. Um, a lot of dips, um, some of your salads, your cold cuts for sure, any soft cheeses, and if you've got some cut up produce or some fruit, mm-hmm. that also needs to go into your cooler. And, and I leave and a lot of stuff out. A lot, and a lot of people do. You're the problem. But <laughs> as Ali was just saying about the sun, right? Like I know you got burned, but it's you know if the sun's out, it's hot. It's your bag is going to get hot if you're sure. you know if you're either cycling or walking or you're maybe going over to the island or something like that, and you've got your bags with you. So have it in the cooler, and a really good way to check out, like for about eight, sixty minutes to ninety minutes, you're good. You're good. With your with your cooler bag and your your ice blocks in mm-hmm. there, but what I do is I take a Ziploc bag and then I'll throw some actual ice in it. Yeah. Rather than taking a thermometer because that's maybe just a bit yeah. too much. Mm. Um, and as long as those ice cubes are still frozen, or if they're just you know they're starting to defrost and I've got a little bit of water in the bag, mm-hmm. I know that I'm still good because oh, the I temperature see. is still staying at forty degrees. It's still like it's been it like it's in the fridge. Right, right. The so as long as long as your yeah, yeah, as long as you've your ice cubes are still, you know, are still frozen. Are still fairly intact. If, if they're if they're gone and you've got water in your in your Ziploc or whatever, then it's time to eat your food. 
So if you've got a baggie of water, your yep. food... It's just then it's time, or if it's, got, if it's got warm, then you're probably past it. A lot of the foods take a little while. It can take, you know, for some foods, days for bacteria to proliferate. But you just, you know, if you're going on a lovely, <laughs> lovely. picnic, you don't, you know, or, or hours, like, you know, yeah. up to 90 minutes after 20 minutes as well, 40 minutes, um, then some foods, mm -hmm. the bacteria will pro proliferate, and you don't want to make anyone sick on your, you know, on your lovely picnic. Can I add something to that that many people know, but many people don't, which yeah. is that... That, uh, your hands yes. and and uh, will introduce bacteria into food. So let's say it's yeah. a bag of carrots you have that you've been putting your hands in all week in the fridge and take. Now you've already introduced some bacteria from your hands in all likelihood to it. Yeah. To take that out into the sun. Yes. Bad news. Yeah. The other thing I see way too much. I, I make a lot of hot sauces and I'll often give hot sauces a gift to people and nice. I know exactly who's a goddamn slob in my life because they're like the hot sauce went bad i'm like it didn't go bad nothing should exist in that hot sauce mm -hmm. it's garlic and lemon juice yep. and chilies that'll burn your eyes out right what you did and i know this now my mouth is watering from talking about the hot sauce. <laughs> what you did is you lick the spoon you put that spoon in yes. the hot sauce and then you brought that spoon out yep. and you introduced your own saliva you're double, into you're double that dipping thing. essentially you're double dipping right yep. and double can't dipping do whether it's hummus whether it's hot sauce whatever it is you're already, you're setting yourself up for, for bad news. So yeah. I, I would say yeah. have like fresh stuff on your yeah. picnic also. That's true because people do dip like, especially with like hummus and dips. And I never really thought, I mean, I know they have to stay in the fridge, but I wouldn't have thought much about leaving it out on a picnic table yeah. for a while yeah. and letting people dip into it. If yeah. you've ever worked in an office where there's like a common fridge, mm -hmm. that's one of the worst things because everybody has, you know, they've eaten a big, let's say noodle dish right? Uh, and then, uh, and they packed it. Yep. But that noodle dish had their chopsticks in it for an hour while yeah. they, and then they put it in there in, in the work fridge and two days two days later I don't get it it went bad yeah, yeah. Well, you made it go bad you yeah. made it go bad yeah. Eliane someone just texted and they wanted to clarify when you said 40 degrees it's not Celsius no fridge like your fridge no 40 fridge. degrees Fahrenheit Fahrenheit yes yes because yeah. 40 degrees Celsius would be very but it would be, warm you, you would you would be yeah you would have cooked your chicken well, yeah would, pretty much you would, yeah. would have cooked me I would be uh, no yeah. longer alive at the picnic <laughs> you would be cooked so um, okay, there's, so there's, there's also some foods that can go in the lovely wicker basket that are no chill so most of your produce your fruit like maybe take along some cherries some grapes peaches plums figs berries some whole melon remember if it's cut up that goes in the cooler uh, tomatoes, cucumber, radishes, snap peas, avocado, again, that's not cut. Those are mm -hmm. all really good. Cheese can actually be left out. So if you've got your cheese and crackers yep. that you want to have for little nibblies and things like that. And actually something I tried the other day, um, Beretta have an organic grass-fed beef jerky. Mm -hmm. A little old school, but it there's no nitrates in it. So it does definitely um, pass the bill. And that's a great thing to throw in. Jerky? Really, really good. And it's it's super tasty. My kids yeah. absolutely inhaled it. They really loved it. So there are a lot of other foods like that does not need to be chilled mm -hmm. because uh, because it's cured. So so that's really good too. And some of the some of the really great foods that I love to make in advance um, on SproutRight.com, I've got a really fun video. If you're taking kids with you, have them watch this video. It's myself and my daughter. She's now 11, but she was nine at the time. And we made some rice paper wraps. Yep. So simple. Like Vietnamese the salad rolls. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the rice paper, you know, you, you have to make them wet and damp mm -hmm. and then they're all wibbly wobbly. And then you just pile all your vegetables in there, 
you know, maybe put some some egg strips or something like that. Same, similar kind of thing that you get in sushi. Um, smoked salmon is a really good one. And then again, that's nice. got to go in your cooler. Roll them up and the kids get to make them or you can take all the ingredients yeah. and they can make them there. It's such a fun thing sure. to do. And even for the younger ones, because they can just hold it. Yeah. And then adults love it. You know, they can put the hot it's sauce good... on it and all those kind of things. Uh, you can put on Ali's uh, hot sauce. Yeah. Um, before... I would say people should go see that video too, because if you try it on your own, there there's potential for major frustration while the papers stick with each, to That's each right. other. With the rice paper yeah. wrap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It can be so a little bit frustrating. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so watch the video. Yeah. So very quickly too, let's touch on this whole, um, this, this truth that, um, Low fat foods are making you fat, making you, yeah, not yeah. really um, helping you lose weight or get fit or whatever it is that your goal is. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, this has been around for you know well over 15, 15 years, if if not longer, where we think, okay, so I need to lose weight and fat is going to make me fat. Everybody kind of got that in in their head. So what do you do? You go buy the yogurt, you go buy your milk, you go buy everything that's low fat. But fat actually makes food tasty, right? So when you put butter on your baked, baked potato so and all of those kind of things. Um, so what happens when they take the fat out? They have to put something else in to make it taste. So they throw sugar in it. Mm -hmm. And then, then they say, oh, no, actually, we're in, this is sugar-free. And then there's an artificial sweetener in there, which is also right. terrible for you. So really... It, there, there's a shift. So the reason why we're talking about this is because in the U.S. there was a there's been a shift, a recommendation. So in January, there's a big paper that's written out, 571 pages. It's all written out for recommendations of what to do with foods over the coming years. So normally it was 35% uh, fat, no more than 35% fat intake in a day. And now they've taken that away. And, and really, it's 100. No, not oh. quite. But really, like there's mm. just, there's no limit that they've set. And really to look at the different fats, because really saying you have to eat low fat would take out nuts and seeds, which are super healthy. Yeah. Fish, crazy healthy. So important for, you know, for your brain mm -hmm. and, uh, and DHA and anti-inflammatory for your sore knees or elbows or whatever that, you know, so important. There are a lot of very important fatty foods out there. Even if you do put butter on your green beans and all your vegetables and, and things like that, it's very important to transport nutrients, the minerals that are in those foods into your bloodstream. So while you think, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I've got dry foods, dry beans or, mm -hmm. or, you know, anything like that, or, you know, new potatoes are quite divine with a little bit of butter and mint on them. Then, then put like put it on. Put that. Yeah. Put coconut oil on. Put olive oil on. Use a little your bit olive of fat oil. is can a be a little good bit thing. of fat is really important. And then if you we go back to dairy, mm -hmm. and you're thinking about low fat milk, low fat. Um, Yo, I feel anything. I feel like yogurt is the one that fools a lot of people because I see Absolutely. a lot of women really who, bring, who like to buy their low 0%. fat yogurt. Yeah. Yes. And it turns and out if you read the calories in some of them, there's so much insane. sugar in that low fat yogurt crazy. versus having one that's maybe one percent, two percent fat. I yeah. remember seeing a video on the decaffeination process in coffee yeah. and the sludge that's created because it, you don't have to keep those kinds of things in mind when you're making exactly what you say you're making zero percent yogurt that's yep. not naturally occurring yogurt nope. so you have to it has to go through a process and that process is making that product and if you ever try zero percent yogurt oh it's awful oh, it's awful it when really is licking nobody wants it. off a wall so yeah. obviously you know yeah, it, it, it does make fat. a big difference, but it is a fat soluble vitamin. Mm -hmm. When you have low fat milk or cottage cheese or anything like that, that anybody's going to go and pick up, there's nowhere for the D to grab onto. Oh, I see. So okay. they do, they, they put it in, but yep. still it's tricky because you need 
the transportation. You're not going to get to you're not going to get from A to B unless you have a subway system or a transportation system in the middle. And the fat helps to carry it. So have a little bit less, but go and have that full fat Greek yogurt and add some blueberries or some of the fresh fruits that are around at your local farmers yeah. markets I now. Will. <laughs> we I will am. right now after oh. the show. Uh, great tips. Thank you, Leanne. If you want to uh, find out more information or get in touch with Leanne, you can do that on her website. It's SproutRight.com. When we come back, Medine Ali Hassan sticks around. Uh, we're going to talk about what he's been up to, what he is up to. And uh, I also want to know from people, you can text in at 71010. I'm curious. I put this up on social media. I've had some very strong reactions. Let's say you were at a friend's place or a beach or cottage or whatever. You forgot your bathing suit. And someone there says, oh, you know what? There's some spare bathing suits, um, it, you know, in the uh, in, in the bedroom there. Go grab one. Hmm. Would you wear someone else's bathing suit? Let me know. Text in at 71010. Uh, and uh, we'll be back after the break. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. More with Pay Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, there's an extra hour of the show tonight. I'm covering for Vinny again this weekend, so I'll be on until 10 p.m. You can always interact with us by texting in at 71010. And uh, if you want to... Hey, if you want to see my guest, Ali Hassan, you can do that by watching the webcams online at Newstalk1010.com. <laughs> Is that right? They're webcams. Oh, yes, you are on. Why, you can't tell me that now. Well, I sometimes forget to tell people when they're in here. Yeah. And then it's and then people feel like they're spying on you Absolutely. because you don't know that there's a camera in here. Um, oh. Just before the break, I, I brought up this topic. So let's say you were you went to visit some friends for a pool party or you're at the beach or, you know, your friend has a lakeside cottage and you're there for the weekend. Everyone's jumping into the pool. They're refreshing themselves. It's a really hot, humid day. You realize, ah, you didn't bring your bathing suit. And then someone says, oh, well, don't worry. There's a few extras um, that people can borrow, you know, in the spare room there. Yeah. Go grab one. Would you wear someone else's bathing suit? It's kind of like maybe someone is keeps extras around for guests the way you might keep extra mittens for tobogganing in the winter, that sort of thing. I put this up on social media. I put this up on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I got kind of an even divide. Some okay. people, no way, no way, no mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. Other people were like, yeah, I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, it's washed. I don't know that it's washed the way I want it to be washed. So text in 71010. Would you wear someone else's bathing suit. Ali, Hassan, I will throw it to you. I would. I mean, I. but no, I'm not a monster. I would as long as uh, people are dipping their genitals in a uh, solution of vinegar <laughs> and bleach for a couple of hours before wearing that bathing suit. I mean, I have my, I have my standards. There's a and then the bathing involved. suit is also dipped in bleach. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason... I was thinking of this because I once went uh, to visit a friend and I didn't know that they had a, I didn't know there was a little pool there and it ended up being quite hot and I didn't have a bathing suit. And my friend was like, oh, I have an extra bikini here. And I kind of was like, ugh. Yeah, that's an awkward moment. But also it was a really close friend. I was like, how do I want to sit and melt in the 40 degree weather or do I want to jump into the pool? Yeah. So I did wear her bathing suit, but I was really kind of like, mm, and it was someone I knew. But sure. imagine that you were um, at a, like a, a party and it's the host and you don't know who they are. You don't know them, right? Well, They're the friend of a friend of a friend. But is it worse when it's the person 
you know, you're like, uh, did you hook up with Frank last week? It feels a little Frank-like inside this bikini bottom I right now. I feel like I would if I really had to, and but it was someone I knew very well. But other people are very uh, are much more casual about it. So there's an Onion article that's been making the rounds that was originally written uh, in 2013. Yeah. But I guess it's timely because now we're into summer. And The Onion, I should say, is a satirical website. They do kind of parody stories. One of the best. Yeah, so really great. So they had a story up. And it says, upon learning that you cannot go swimming with everyone else because you left your bathing suit at home, local pool owner Gary McGill, 41, offered to loan you some swim trunks that have touched his penis countless times. Mm. Sources confirmed Tuesday. Oh, don't worry about it. Out in the pool house, I've got an extra pair whose thin absorbent netting has tightly cupped my genitalia on many occasions, said McGill, adding that he had been lending the swimsuit out to guests all summer and it was really no trouble at all. <laughs> yep, go in there and look for the orange ones that always cling to my wet bare ass and have to be peeled off when I'm done. They've been rubbing right up against my penis and the penises of several other people for the past two months. I'll see you in the pool, buddy. <laughs> and I read that, I'm like... That is exactly, exactly why I don't want to borrow someone else's bathing suit. Couldn't phrase it better than the onion. <laughs> Satirical or not, that, that nails it right where I want to put it. That's exactly what I think. You know what? Maria texts in. She said, no way. Uh, someone else texts in and said, wear used bathing suit. Oh, no. How I unhygienic. Yuck. And someone said, just wear your underwear as uh, like a bikini bottoms. And I think I'd rather go for that. Absolutely. And if uh, someone else had written on my Facebook, I would borrow the top part only. I'm like, yeah. But you know what? Um, I had a comment on my Facebook. Someone said, well, how is this any different than the fact that when you sleep in a hotel, yeah. those sheets have been slept on by other people. Because there's a layer between my naked body and the sheets. There may not pajamas. be, though. Some people don't wear pajamas. So they don't. But then when I get in the bed, I still have my layer on between me and the sheets that they were. And you feel on. better about I that? I feel better about that. I need something. I need, you need something. need a barrier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess my point with that is that um, most people don't. I don't think wash their bathing suits for like a 45 minute cycle in soapy water. If that was the case, then maybe I would borrow it from the friend of a friend. Sure. But um, I think most people just kind of rinse them off, like rinse out the chlorine. I don't know anyone who actually really scrubs their bathing suit. Yeah. No. Am I an anomaly? I don't know. No, I don't think people do because it's just you who's going to wear it again. And you're in water and you're like, oh, I was in the chlorine, chlorine and I'll rinse exactly. it out and then toss it back on. I'm, I'm, I'm playing around with this image of you at somebody's house pouring like boiling water over a tea kettle on I somebody's. Would. Yeah. I would. <laughs> and they catch you. And go, oh, I. Uh, your suit looked like it wanted an Earl Grey. I, uh, and then I'm, I'm leaving. And I'm like, do you have a bottle of rubbing alcohol? <laughs> yeah, but then that would burn afterwards if I didn't sure rinse that would. properly. That sure would be would. dangerous. Um, Ali, you were at Ribfest, right? That was this week. I was. What a dream come true for a Muslim at Ribfest. <laughs> I was a celebrity judge. It's like, you know, I, I don't eat ribs often. But when yeah. I do... I eat ribfest ribs. Do you eat pork in your household? Not what in the household. Like yeah. my wife will leave with the kids and then she'll just be like, now's a good time to have that chorizo in the <laughs> freezer if you want to because we're going to be gone for four hours. I'm right. Like, You're the best. That's, she's, a, the, she's a nice woman. She's nice. Um, it's not like super strict. Yeah, but you just uh, don't keep it in the house. We don't keep it in the house. Like once I bought these, it was it was chicken sausages and it was like in a pork casing and my wife's like, seriously, pork casing? I'm like, oh, sorry. Peeled off the casing and then we were good to oh, go. So okay. it's not like a... It's more than anything, it's when you're grown up without something and you're told that it's 
you know, a filthy animal or whatever yeah. the propaganda is that comes into your home, it's very difficult to combat that. Right. I was very different. I I was a teenager. I was like 13 years old. And I remember in high school, I'm actually, I'm I'm doing a one-man show in, in a, probably by January, it'll be ready, called Muslim Interrupted. Ooh. And I touch on pork for at least 15 to 20 minutes of the show. Um, because when I was like 13, when in our in what I was going to high school, there was no like consideration for what, you know, oh, they might be vegetarian, they might be vegan. Oh, absolutely. They might you just everyone ate the same thing Every when you were growing up. You're in, you're yeah. in the debating group, you're in this team, you're in that team. Pizza comes and it's always pepperoni. It's always pizza. pepperoni. Always pepperoni. So I would peel off the pepperoni, partly because my friend Faisal Shahabuddin would be beside me. And, this guy <laughs> and he would, would tell your parents. Well, he would fast for 30 days in the July heat, this guy. You know what I mean? So I can't be eating pepperoni in front of this guy. This guy's like sacrificing for the religion. But I remember like so every time I'd eat the piece of pizza, I'd be like, there are some remnants of something very, very delicious, delicious that was here. Something yeah. salty and amazing was in this little circle pattern. And I, it was in my it's mind. It's like a crop circle on pizza when you take the pepperoni off. Because for a couple of years, delicious. I did not eat meat. And I would peel off the pepperoni. Yeah. But I love that the pepperoni touched of my course, pizza. right? It left a little salty uh, yeah, flavor. Yeah, a pepperoni sponge. Yeah, you're dabbing little, your pizza yeah. with it. Like, I don't eat meat, but I love this sponge. Yeah. So in the end, I, you know, I also wasn't a guy. I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't mm -hmm. like it. And, you know, I didn't like Sunday school, the Islamic school that I'd go to on the weekend. I didn't like any of it. And I'm like, well, one day I was just like, now, who, who's to say I can't eat this? I'm eating it. And you and, loved and it. And over time, you know, the, the guilt went away yes. because the taste was so fantastic. So yeah. I honestly don't eat, eat pork very often because it doesn't come in the house. Yeah. Um, but so it's I, like a um, treat maybe if you're it's out. It's a total treat. It's a total treat. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and rib fest couldn't be a bigger treat. Now, how many, like, how many people did you have to judge? Like, how many saying, ribs? How many ribs did you put in your mouth at once? Yeah. <laughs> That is something I will never tell anyone. Quite embarrassing. That is a show you have to pay 11, for. Exactly. Um, how many people come out to Rib Fest? No, like how, like you were a judge. So how many dishes did you have to judge? Uh, so uh, this year we got lucky. There was only 13 samples of ribs. Oh. Last year there were 16. As a rookie amateur, I ate every morsel of meat on Mistake. every rib. And I was dead. I yeah. was just a mess. Mm -hmm. So this year... I would take a bite, and if it was really delicious, I'd take maybe two or three, yeah. and then i put it down, even though it's hard to see a rib go away. Yes. and But then they come so quickly. It's not like, if people are thinking like, oh, I could eat 16 ribs, that's not a big deal. It's like two ribs, so it's like 32 ribs. Yeah. And it's not over an hour. You have to it's eat it quickly because you're judging. 15 minutes you're eating. It's a crazy It takes scene. the enjoyment out of it when you when you do that. Yeah. The, you know the best thing I had all day? I uh, I did some filming behind the scenes and a guy took me into, it's called Camp 31, this, mm -hmm. these these rivers. He took me into the, the back where they cook the stuff. And they have this, um, you know, it's like sort of a turnstile oven. Like when you see- Like a rotisserie? Scale, exactly. You uh -huh. see what the hot dogs used to rotate yes. on, except for- I don't racks know what, like racks and racks of ribs, at least 50 to 100 racks of ribs in mm -hmm. there. And for eight hours, they just keep on moving oh. and they keep dripping juices on top of each other. Yeah. And he's got planks of wood inside. So, Were they smoke? So they were smoking at the exactly. same time? Okay. So he takes those out and he cracked it and he gave me the, the meat. And without any sauce of any kind, that mm -hmm. was the most delicious thing I just tried. Just the meat yeah. on its own. Yeah. It was really, really good. Oh my God. I'm water My mouth is watering again. Who won? 
We don't know. They, they announced it two days later because I say I give scores to rib number three, rib number seven. Right? Yeah. I'm not supposed to know who it was. Uh, but in my mind, what I tasted that day, I thought Camp 31 without any sauce was delicious. And a place called uh, Jack on the Bone was really good. They spray JD. Like there's a spray. Is that a place in Ontario? or is it... No, these are guys from down south. Oh, and they come up for Rip Fest. They, but they, they, they tour like, like the ribs. Rolling Stones. They tour for like four or five months. They're in Brantford. They're in Wellington wow. County. They're in this and this. Yeah. They That's live on impressive. the road. Yeah. Um, did, did you cry with excitement when they asked you to be a judge? <laughs> that, last year I did. Last year I did. I got a plaque afterwards too. It's my life's greatest accomplishment. And this year it was just like, yes. oh, life I, is going so well. The me. other thing too is because you don't eat pork very often, and yeah. I actually don't either. So when I do go, let's say to a barbecue or something like that, and I'm like, oh, this is delicious. I'm going to eat a lot of it. Yeah. Did you feel? Did you get a bit sick afterwards? Did you have a no. little tummy ache? No, no, no. no. Really? I'm ready for these moments in my You're... life. Plus, I did. You know what I did? I did something ridiculous around rib number eight because there was a woman beside me who'd never done this. Yeah. Another celebrity and judge, her. and yep. she's like a marathon runner and stuff. She's like, "This is getting. I'm in a little bit of trouble. If this is eight. <laughs> I'm already full. I'm like, here's what you do. You pick up that fork and knife, and you just take off a little bit of a rib. That's all you need. You just yeah. need to try a little bit of meat. Just a little bit. And so I started doing it to show her too. And it was I did myself a favor. By the end, I, I was good. Last You're... year, man, I did. I barely made it to a comedy set six <laughs> hours after Rib Fest. And all I did was talk about how horrible I felt on stage. Yeah, and which was a good show. Nobody yeah. cared. <laughs> yeah. No one really, yeah. no one feels bad for you no, when you're course, telling them about how you overate. I've been a judge at Rib Fest. I'm yeah. going to complain about that. That's ridiculous. No, no one cares. But see, now you are a veteran at Rib Fest. Yes. Last year you were a rookie and now yes. you know and you're the pro. Yeah. So everyone can be jealous of you for having that job. Um, my guest in studio is a com comedian, Ali Hassan. He's going to stick around. Um, after the break, we're going to talk about the $125 Twinkie. So think Whoa. about that for a second. Also, I'm wondering if any of you have, and come on, some of you have, um, had a lap dance. At a strip club. I'm having I one want... right now. Yes, he is. Chantel, could you step off for a moment, please? <laughs> I've got to get back to my... Worst lap dance <laughs> song. I will tell you what I think was the worst because I experienced it. You're listening oh. to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. My guest in studio, comedian Ali Hassan, you are going to recognize his voice if you attend the Pan Am Games because you will hear something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the athletes from Uruguay. Woo! That sounded like I was at the strip bar for no reason. <laughs> hey, Uruguay, welcome to the stage. Hot chocolate, <laughs> yeah. who, by the way, is the name of a stripper that I saw once. So mm -hmm. I was uh, mentioning earlier in the show that I went to see Magic Mike. Yes. Triple XL last yes. night. Yes. Um, I was afraid this show would sell out because it was the first Saturday that it was out. So I made my friend go early. Mm -hmm. And we were so early that the movie that was in that theater before it wasn't out yet. <laughs> like they had, I'm like, can we go in? And the girl's like, you can sit here and wait. There's still a movie playing. It's so keen. We were, so I was keen. so keen for she Magic Mike. She told her Mike. friends about that that night. She was like, there were girls who wanted to get in there while the other movie was still they on. They were so eager. And then my, uh, the girlfriend that I was with who'd already seen the movie um, was like, I can't believe you made us come so early. I'm like, well, I didn't want to sit in the front row right. and then throw my loonies at the screen right. from the front row <laughs> yeah. and my Canadian tire money because that's how I was going to make it rain. Oh, um, and so before the break, I was asking if anyone has 
maybe you have been to a strip club at some point. Ali, can I put you on the spot and ask if you've ever been to one? Yeah, I really, I don't like strip clubs. Yeah. I never you enjoyed them a lot, but I know I don't like them because my daughter's, Here's the problem. I, my, okay. my two girls are my stepdaughters, and yep. their father was a, was a pretty. Dege- he continues to be a degenerate alcoholic. So now I go to a strip bar, right? I've got yep. friends who, but let's go. Come on, dude. Oh, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. we're out. Blah. All right, let's go. And 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 as I sit down, within minutes, I'm wondering about the backstory of these women. I'm like, I wonder who their father was. I wonder how they grew up. That's not a good guy at a strip club. And I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of here. You're supposed what to just be this? entertained. Just be entertained. Yeah. I'm wondering about what was their upbringing like. What made them choose this as a career? Mm-hmm. Are they sad inside? Are they on blow right or now? Or do they, they chi- enjoy or dancing? Or do they enjoy it? Either way, yeah. what am I filming a goddamn documentary? No, I should be out of that venue. And I'm not saying that to. If I was an aficionado or a, or enthusiast, I'd be proud of it. I own everything else that I yeah right. I could be murdered on the street right now for saying that I ate ribs. I'm still gonna say <laughs> someone's it. going to attack Someone you. Someone could shiv me in the neck. For They're going to say that Muslim was on yeah. radio talking about eating <laughs> yeah. ribs Don't and do it, stuffing kids. his face. Don't do it, kids. Don't do what I did, kids. Well, I have twice been to see male strippers, and it's been probably almost two decades, so at least 15 years. So the first time was, I, there used to, I don't know if it still exists. If someone knows if this exists, can you text me at 71010? Not because I want to go back. I just want to know the name. There used to be <laughs> a place. Uh, give her the address. I know, on Young Street, somewhere around, I feel like it was like uh, around Wellesley or, or something. Sure. So around the brass rail, but sure. it was a male strip club. So it was probably not as big and fancy as um, the brass rail, but uh, Elliot's telling me it was called Remington's. But was there also a place called the Fantasy? I, I don't know that one. Okay. Life why don't, why do you know Remington's, uh, Elliot? Because I also attended Ryerson University, of course. And that was and nearby. took a class in Remington-ish. Rem- yes. Remingtonology. Yes, that's right. Remington-ish. Well, I feel like it wasn't Remington's, and it was maybe a place called the Fantasy, but uh, I could be wrong. Maybe I was in Remington's. I'm not sure. And I we took a friend there for her birthday because we were giggling 21-year-olds, and uh, we thought as a joke we would keep buying each other lap dances because we were... We just thought it was so funny to see one of our friends being led by the hand over to the this other chair in yeah. the middle of the room and have a lap dance. So I did that to one of my friends, and then she got me back. But I was talking – I wanted to know sort of the worst lap dance songs. And I will tell you that the song I had was probably the worst. It was Purple Rain yes. by Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Purple Rain is like a 12-minute song. Yeah. And I could tell this guy was so angry because he was working double time oh, yeah. for the same amount of money. And I even said to him at one point, I'm like, you don't, you can stop. Like, you don't, you can keep the money. No, no. I never wanted to he be your didn't, He did long. not enjoy this. And then I was thinking, <laughs> what's another terrible song? Um, Stairway to Heaven would be a terrible lap dance song. <laughs> it would be the one of the worst. <laughs> when doves cry from an emotional standpoint would be very bad, not as long. But uh, in in Agata Devita, what are these like deep purple songs that also go for like ten minutes and there's long instrumentals? It's terrible. In them. Yeah. There's some. There's anyway. So that was my um, that was my story. I think Purple Rain is not a good lap dance song. Yeah. I think it should be something like a pop song with really fun beats. I hear you. And stuff. I have an interesting brass rail experience to share with you that really? uh, I was just reminded of, as you just mentioned yeah. brass rail. I used to work at uh, at a division of the Bank of Montreal. I had mm-hmm. a work term, a co-op work term there in the 90s. And a buddy I worked with, Ilya, we used to go out and eat a lot. And it was my last day there. We'd become friends. He goes, I'm taking you 
for a goodbye lunch. We're going to the Brass Rail. I was like, nice. ah, man, I don't have to go there. They serve food? Well, I guess they did. I don't, I don't think they <laughs> serve food. I think it was just a goodbye uh, party. Sorry. <laughs> okay. A party uh, with a guest list of two people. I don't remember eating. So we go there, and uh, I go semi-willingly, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and he, you know, so there's, there's a bunch of girls dancing, obviously, as, as you would expect. And one of the girls is a brown girl. And again, I'm just kind of looking at her like, whoa, whoa I've never seen a brown stripper before. I'm sure there's plenty in I'm India. I'm sure there are. Right? Yes. A, probably uh, every single one of them in India. Is most, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking at this girl and I was like, oh, that's interesting. This is the 90s. I've never, you know, you've never seen something like that. Someone from your own sort of background, ethnic background. So I'm looking at her and I got a nudge from Ilya and he goes, Buddy, I've never seen you look at anything that wasn't food with that much interest. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just uh, I'm wondering about her family life. And, you know, and he's like, shut up. I'm getting you a lap dance. I'm like, ah, oh, don't make it weird. Just don't give me. Anyway, he gets me a lap dance. She leads me by the hand to the back area where these uh, little chairs. And this is a true story, too. I uh, I sit down. And uh, so her, her stage name was Jasmine. So she goes, what's your name? I go, it's Ali. She goes, Ali, oh, that's nice. My name is uh, Jasmine, but it's actually Yasmin. And I go, oh, Yasmin, that's my mom's name. Oh. And we had like a moment where she looked at me and goes, why would you tell me that? And I was like, why would I tell her <laughs> why? that? Why? Why? Yeah. And she goes, do you want to start over? I go, I, I could also just go back to my seat. And then I just went back to my seat. <laughs> like, I'm just the worst guy to strip by. I'm not, you're not meant for that. You're not like, even, you can't even be entertained. No. You're not even good at it. No. <laughs> uh, someone texted in and said that I was correct. It is called Fantasies and it was above the brass rail. Uh, they were a, a topless waiter there during university. All oh, right. So I wasn't wrong. I have... I have this strong memory of a place being called the Fantasies. Yeah. We know what really you know have a strong exists. memory of. I have a pay. strong memory of of that. Oh, I felt so bad for him. That song was just, that was a really horrible lap dance <laughs> song. Purple Rain. My um, guest is comedian Ali Hassan. He is going to be the uh, the the kind of host for the Pan Am opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies. The, the English host, the in in house announcer. Yep. And welcoming uh, the athletes. For, yeah. That's I've great. I've learned how to pronounce all the names of the countries properly, and I'm looking forward to it. So just, rec you know, you'll you'll hear this voice, and you'll wonder why it sounds so familiar, and that will be why. Yeah. Um, tell me about the show you've got coming up. I am uh, headlining at uh, the end of July yep. at Absolute Comedy, Young and Eglinton. Nice. Great club. You can go to uh, absolutecomedy.ca, and you'll see a, a bunch of different uh, weekends you can click on. You know, tickets are cheap. Club is fantastic. It's a proper comedy club, and you come out and you have a great time. I love going to see live comedy live and I don't best. do it enough. And when I do go, yeah. I think this was like, a, it, usually under $20, I would say, depending Less, on where yeah, you go, yeah, yeah. 10, 15, 15 17, maybe, yeah. same price as a movie ticket. Yeah. And I'll go to these shows. Usually, uh, you know, I don't know really who's up there. I'm not that familiar with them very yeah. often. And so it's a really nice surprise. And whenever I go to see a comedy show, I'll always turn to whoever I'm with and I'll say, I need to do this more often. Absolutely. You know what's funny? I did that just this weekend with live music. Yes. So we go to see, at a place called Joe Mama's in King Street, we go to see a live band. And I was like, why don't I do this more often? I'll tell you why I don't do this more often. We left that place. Now, I've heard some of my favorite music. I've heard like the, the gap. I heard like their first set was like soulful funk and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Second set was just, you know, they're getting into Bruno Mars. They get yeah. Divine Brown comes on stage with the most powerful voice I've heard in ages. Belts out like four tracks. She's awesome. And uh, and I go with my buddy who's auditioning them for his wedding. And he's like, I'm sold. 
So we're on top of the world. I'm with my brother-in-law. He loves it. He's a DJ. He never dances. I see him yeah, dance a, a little time. bit. Having a great time. We're driving up Spadina. And, uh, and I got my window open. It's a beautiful night, if you remember Saturday night. And, uh, and the light goes green. All the cars start moving. But there's this guy and his girlfriend. This older guy. He's like 50 years old. Yeah. Red hair, glasses. And uh, with an Asian, maybe Filipino girlfriend. They start walking. And we're just like, what? The? So they're crossing in front they're of you, but you've got a green light. Green, right? Yeah. So, and they start crossing at the green. So then he goes back, but he's like irritated that these cars have to go. And I was like, all I said, quote unquote, I go, I've got the green, buddy. You know, like he was upset that I'm yeah. going. I was like, I've got the green, buddy. He's a pedestrian. You're driving. Correct. What does he do? He throws what we later found out was a gin and tonic directly into the car. And I'm talking like a 7-Eleven like small popcorn container worth of <laughs> gin and tonic into the front seat just washes me and my brother-in-law out. And it was, I was like stunned for a whole block. We just drove another two blocks. Finally, I'm at Queen. I'm like, what? The? It's gin. It's gin. My brother-in-law was like, you know what? I think I've really crossed the threshold. I, I'm, I'm okay with this, man. We had such a great night. I don't want this to ruin the night. <laughs> By the time we were passing like Wellesley, he was yeah. like, I'm not okay with this, man. I'm actually not okay with this. I'm like, I'm not okay with it. Anyway, if you, if, I'm going to murder a guy in the city one of these days. And You and, be careful and, what you say. <laughs> no, I mean on purpose, not accidentally. Um, does that clear it up? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that the guy was like, I'm just carrying a gin and tonic and I'm going to throw it at you because you've got a green light. Yeah. That's yeah and bold. I didn't even swear. I wasn't even vulgar. I've got the green, buddy. That's what I said because he was well, looking irritated. You know what? Oh, I hope you talk about this in your show. So again, you can uh, catch Ali Hassan at uh, Absolute Comedy. You can go onto your website. Actually, has Stand all your info, Ali. right? Com. Stand up, Ali. Ali. A L I. Thank you for joining me tonight. Ah, uh, so fun. Thank and, you. And uh, looking forward to hearing your voice during the Pan Am Games. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you that are listening, you're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Pay is the website. You can also find podcasts there. I am here for another hour because Vinny White is away this weekend. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, our. Argentinian food and what that is. Also, what you need to know about the chemicals in your dry cleaning and uh, sunscreen as well. Useful tips. Uh, but right now, we'll take a look at news and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for tuning in. Vinny White is off this weekend, but he's back uh, next Sunday evening. So I'm here with you until 10 p.m. And uh, if you missed the first hour of the show from 8 until 9, you can always catch that podcast on my website, paychen.com. You can also find it in the iTunes store. It's usually up uh, by Monday afternoon. And uh, I had a great guest with me. Comedian Ali Hassan was with me for the first hour. We also had nutritionist Leanne Phillipson-Webb talking about picnic-safe foods. I thought I knew sort of what was safe to bring out because uh, I feel like I have common sense and I, you know, read about these things, but it turns out I was I was wrong on a couple of things. So you might want to tune into that and and uh, make sure that you're not making anyone sick this summer. That would be bad. Uh, also, just a quick note, if you happen to work around the financial district in some way, uh, a, a popular New York cafe and bakery is opening up its second location in Toronto. It's called Maman. 
I guess that's how you'd say it, M-A-M-A-N. Um, and to mark their opening day tomorrow, they're doing a sort of pay-as-you-please from 7 in the morning until 2.30 in the afternoon. And that money will go towards Pathways to Education Canada. And that organization helps youth in low-income communities uh, graduate from high school and also helps them transition into post-secondary education, gives them some training or employment. So a really great cause. And to sort of celebrate their their opening morning, uh, they will allow you to pay what you please for your, your delicious baked goods. And it's going to be open in uh, First Canadian Place, 100 King Street West. I'm going to definitely take a look because if you know me, you know that I love my baked goods and I love my food. Um, so you might want to familiarize yourself with Argentinian food because you'll be seeing a lot more of it. I've got executive chef Natalia Macado of L'Atelier d'Argentine in Montreal on the line. Um, hello, Natalia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Now, um, I know a bit about your background. So you were born and raised in Buenos Aires. Yes, I was. And that's where you were cooking? That's where you you learned to cook? And that's where I learned to cook, yeah. That's where I went to cooking school. And uh, now you've got this great restaurant in Montreal, so that is like an Argentinian steakhouse. I do. It's a Latilia Argentina. It's what... It's a, it's a steakhouse because we do a lot of steakhouses, but it's mostly a, a contemporary Argentinian restaurant. We're doing contemporary Buenos Aires food. And what would that mean? Because this is the thing. I don't, when I think of our Argentinian food, because I have some friends who love Argentina, they always tell me, oh, it's, it's meat. They love the meat. So that's all I associate with it. We definitely do. We <laughs> definitely do love our meat. But, you know, like most people know Argentina is also surrounded by the sea, by the Atlantic. So there's a lot of seafood. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's also a huge Spanish and Italian influence. So pastas, rices, um, and and mostly just comfort food. That's what what Argentina is all about. It's about comfort. Okay. So then what kind of uh, flavors are we talking about? Um, Well, uh, definitely uh, there's a lot of uh, fresh herbs, tomatoes, and and lots of uh, cheese if you go to, you know, to the the most like mainstream. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, of course, steak, Uh, chimichurri is one of the things that we're famous for. Oh, that's right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's a very uh, earthy and and, and herbal uh, steak sauce. And empanadas that most people also uh, also pinpoint when they think of Argentinian cuisine. Oh, because empanadas are like the perfect handheld food. Uh, they are, uh, yeah. They're um, what I what I like to call them. They're the Argentinian uh, hot pockets. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, you're absolutely that's right. What they are, right? Yeah, uh, they are. Empanada means um, to uh, to surround by bread. So they're basically a. a, a Clothing sandwich, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how they started. They started uh, being prepped by um, wives who were sending their husbands to work and wanted to give them something that it was, uh, you know, a meal to be eaten with their hands. And they started making uh, uh, the dough and stuffing it with whatever it was, uh, you know, the stew from the day before, uh, uh, even you know, rice and beans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now there's special places in Argentina that you can actually go in and find up to 150 flavors of them. Um, wow. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, do your own empanada kind of thing. Now, is there uh, something that's considered fairly traditional in terms of empanada stuffing? Or... Well, of course, beef. Yeah. 
uh, ground beef with uh, peppers and smoked paprika is very, very traditional. Some mm-hmm. of them uh, even add raisins to the add sort of like a sweet and sour taste. Raisins? Uh, mm, raisins, yeah. I see. And ham and cheese, very traditional, smoked ham and provolone cheese. Um, we have ones that and I think they're my favorite. They're uh, blue a blue cheese mix with caramelized onions. So you have, oh. you know, very it's a very uh, uh, sultry stuffing. It's it's something different, but it's 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 definitely uh, interesting and worth trying. It sounds so, and you know I love empanadas. And for anyone who hasn't had it, it's just it eat like you said it it's like a hot pocket because it's just it encased is. in like a, a pastry or a dough and very easy to eat uh, you know on the go. Definitely. So now, uh, I guess, tell me a bit about the trends that you're seeing and, and whether or not they, you know, include some of these Argentinian flavors and how you um, manage to, you know, create a menu that appeals to people who may not know a lot about Argentinian food. Well, it's a mix. Argentinian food has been, it's, it's actually in growing and it's developing in Argentina as well. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's, we're, we're learning a lot about our tradition uh, as new cooks and starting to use um, flavors and, and ingredients that were not used before, like quinoa, for example. Right now, everybody knows, knows quinoa. Mm-hmm. Everybody uses it in their salad. It's like a super, it's a super food, and it's something that in Argentina has been used for hundreds of years. And it, it's something that we use a lot at restaurant um for many many preparations we even use it as a coating for shrimp so our fried shrimp is gluten-free and it's amazing and super crispy and it's completely different than something that you can find so um we are trying to uh blend in the old and the new to make what the new um argentinian cuisine is all about there's a lot of fresh flavors there's a, the, the use of seafood in different ways uh raw and cooked um it's uh we're, we're, we're sort of like representing what's happening in Argentina right now, which is right. kind of cool. And so I also want to know, I'm, I'm talking right now to Chef uh, Natalia Machado. Did I say your name right? Uh, yeah, Macha- Natalia Machado. Machado, okay. Machado. And uh, you were also crowned America's Sweet Genius. And yes. you won the you won an episode of Food Network's Chopped, um, the competition. So congratulations. Yes. I bet that was Thank you. quite stressful <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it was very stressful, but it was worth it. It was really, really fun. Uh, I did it because I was like, you know what, I've been cooking for so long and uh, it's good to measure yourself uh, once in a while with, uh, with people that are doing the same thing or they've been doing the same thing as long as you have or even longer. Yeah. And I was, um, I was very lucky to win, yes. No, I know. So your uh, steakhouse, it's, it's actually in Montreal, but Montreal is not that far to get to. And I know a lot of people sort of commute, you know, between Toronto and Montreal, there's a lot of expats. Um, yes. And so your your steakhouse is L'Atelier d'Argentine. Uh, what I found out, too, is that you have a lot of female customers. And I mean, I have a lot of friends who, I have a lot of girlfriends who love steak. They love their meat. But when I think of a steakhouse, many very sort of traditional old school steakhouses are usually have a heavier uh, male clientele. So how is it that you happen to have more of a female clientele. Well, we are a female-friendly uh, steakhouse, which means that though we do serve and specialize in steaks, uh, we also, like I told you, do a lot of lighter um, uh, dishes. We treat a lot of seafood. We do our homemade uh, uh, pastas. And uh, we, have, we have a really, really wide, fresh variety. 
And, well, it, you know, the menu is designed by women who does love steak but also likes to, you know, go out with friends, have a glass of white wine, and have a really light meal. Um, so I, I, when, we, when I built the menu, we, we really looked uh, to be able to, in, to incorporate all of this and not actually make it a place that people feel that, you know, it's a heavy meal after they have it. Um, but definitely wanted to leave them satisfied when they walk out. Um, and I guess that all of that had a, a role. And another thing is that at difference of many steakhouse, Argentinians do not age their beef. They don't overmarinate their beef. Oh, okay. They grill very lightly with salt and pepper. So the end uh, result of the steak is much, much more um, simpler and, and not as, you know, buttered up. As, as a small steakhouse would be. Oh, interesting. So uh, so if you were to go um, and have like an Argentinian steak, it wouldn't be aged the way that a lot of people it are used to. It wouldn't be aged. Yeah. It's, we use, we use uh, grass-fed and uh, we use um, prime meat and we don't age it. We It's wet aged um, for 21 days uh, mm-hmm. to get the perfect taste and the, uh, the perfect tenderness and it gets cut on the, on the spot and goes to the grill after five minutes of being cut. So it's, you know, super, super fresh. Wow. Okay. That sounds great. So again, the restaurant is, um, here I am like looking at everything again, L'Atelier d'Argentine and uh, in Montreal. So thank you so much. And do you find that, uh, because this is obviously your place in Montreal, but have you, um, do you have any spots in Toronto that you have been noticing some like Argentinian flavors? Well, um, definitely. There's a there was Malbec, and I, I don't know if it's still it's still open. I haven't I haven't been there on my last trip. I was there a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually coming back next week. Um, and uh, there's a restaurant called Malbec, uh, and that is great. Mm-hmm. And and there are many uh, many small bakeries that also have uh, empanadas and churros and alfajores and stuff like that. Um, so you can definitely find a, a taste of of Argentina in Toronto. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Okay, have a great night. And uh, coming up after the break, I'm going to talk to ecoholic Adria Vassal from Now Magazine. She's written some great columns um, to sort of let you know about your dry cleaning, the chemicals in it. And also, you know, I get confused, too, because when I walk by my dry cleaner, sometimes I'll I'll see signs that say organic or, um, you know, eco-friendly. And I think I'm making the better choice, but it can be hard to decipher between all of that. We'll also talk to her about uh, sunscreens, what it is you should be looking for, and what some of the more, I guess, eco-friendly green options might be if you're being careful about what you're putting on your skin. You'll definitely want to tune in and hear that. Paychen.com is the website. You can also find a podcast there as well. Also on iTunes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Paychen. I'm filling in for Vinny White this weekend. He's back next weekend. And uh, also coming up in a couple of minutes, Ed Keenan will pop in. We'll hear what's coming up on his show. You're listening to The Paychen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Taking a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Welcome back to the show. Well, you know, there are a lot of things about your dry cleaner uh, that you may not know, despite some of the claims that you see. If you can get a shirt dry clean for like 2 or $3 and they say it's organic, 
I think you should maybe look into that one a little bit more. Um, and here to talk about that and uh, some greener options for us all around, I've got Adria Vassal on the line. She is, of course, Ecoholic from Now Magazine. Hi, Adria. Hey, Pei. So I am really interested in this because, I, well, I don't, I try not to buy things that are like dry clean only because I find it very frustrating and it gets very expensive. But yeah. I do have friends, especially that work, let, let's say, in the you know financial industry. So they're always dry cleaning their suits or their shirts. Right. Like they're every week they've got to drop stuff off and pick it up. And I'm always thinking, like, what are those? What are the chemicals in there? And, you know, can you should you be looking for like an organic dry cleaner? And can you trust that claim? Oh, man. I mean, the amount of chemicals that are used in dry cleaning, it's pretty it's pretty kind of freaky because, you know, the original one, Perk, uh, that was the one that was used by everyone, and there's still, you know, over 70 in Toronto using Perk. It's been classified now as a as a probable human carcinogen, so we oh. know it's tied to cancer. Yep. And the thing with Perk, dry cleaners, if you're still going to one of those, then they, they've actually been found to, you know, if you leave dry cleaning in your car and you have groceries in your car, your groceries, your food will actually absorb the chemical from the dry cleaning into your food. It's crazy. So um, you want to stay away from that stuff. And more and more people are advertising that they're perk-free. Okay, that's good. But is that true? Can you... Uh, Well, this is the thing, you know. (laughs) Toronto Environmental Alliance issued a really handy scorecard a couple, uh, I think it was last month. And Mm -hmm. um, they basically went through all the options. And, you know, the problem is that all the ones claiming to be non-toxic and eco-friendly aren't actually as much as they say they are. In fact, I know uh, in California, the attorney general actually sued a bunch of dry cleaners because they were saying they were green and that they were non-toxic and eco-friendly. And, and the attorney general was like, what are you talking about? That is totally bogus. <laughs> wow. You know? So it's, it's kind of frustrating because here, no one stops them from making those green claims. And when you see, by the way, those organic dry cleaning claims, I yes. mean, it's just you think organic, like Whole Foods organic, something like that. It ain't that at all. Basically, they're talking organic in the organic chemistry sense of the word. So, you know, any uh, compound that contains carbon molecules is organic in that chemistry sense. And so we're talking, you know, what they're actually talking about is petroleum-derived hydrocarbons. And the funny thing, is about, the funny thing about those organic dry cleaners is that the solvents are actually just petrochemicals made by big oil companies like ExxonMobil and stuff. And so they're not organic in the same way we think organic. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't exactly want to, you know, chew on your clothes when they come back from the cleaner. They are a little better than Perk, but they're still, right. they're still hardly, you know, what you would call non-toxic and eco-friendly. So then what's our, like, what should we be looking for, you know, when we're looking at a dry, there's so many dry cleaners. I feel like we, we definitely have a lot of options, but yeah. it can be hard to know, um, like whether or not someone is, their claims are true, that's one. But I suppose if you ask a few questions, you might be able to find out if, you know, they're cleaning your clothes the way they claim to be. Yeah, I mean, one thing you can do is just ask them what solvent they use, and then you can compare it to the Toronto Environmental Alliance scorecard um, on their website, or go on my, you know, website, adriavassal.com, and you'll find it there. Um, But the other thing, really, the easiest way is just to avoid dry cleaning altogether. And that doesn't mean you can't get your your, your clothes clean professionally. Actually, now more and more old-fashioned dry cleaners are switching over to what's called wet cleaning. Now, I mean, wet cleaning sounds like something you shouldn't do to a suit. Well, it sounds like the opposite because we're like dry cleaning is 
yeah, cleaning right. in a dry way. So it sounds bad. It right. sounds bad to wet clean. But the truth is, is that wet cleaners aren't wet. Aren't, dry cleaners aren't dry either. They're actually soaking your clothes in chemicals. So um, they just it's not adding water, but there's this whole new system of professional wet cleaners that are actually using very, very minuscule amounts of water with biodegradable detergents in really, you know, specialty machines. And they do an excellent job of cleaning your clothes. I bring my, anything I have that's dry clean only to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of them around the city. And now in California, you know, wet cleaners are the only ones that are allowed to call themselves non-toxic. And, um, you know, Places like San Fran and New York and, and Boston, uh, they're trying to get, you know, all the dry cleaners to switch over to wet cleaning um, because of that. So I think it would be great for the environment. So we're putting less pollutants down the drain and mm-hmm. also better for your health, too. So we can actually find wet cleaners in Toronto. Would they be advertised as wet cleaners or would they be advertised as dry cleaners that do wet cleaning? Um, How- some, <laughs> some do both. So some dry cleaners offer both services. And oh. they might say dry cleaning on the outside. Uh, but ten, a lot of them tend to say wet cleaning in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you Google it, you'll see there's a bunch popping up. And a lot of them, you know, if it's not, directly across the street from your house. A lot of them actually do free pickups and delivery, so it makes it pretty convenient. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, and I know that in your column you actually um, had a link for a list of Toronto wet cleaners. Um, you can find it at torontoenvironment.org. So it's a great exactly. for, it's great for people to look uh, for those options. And uh, and I wanted to talk to you also about um, like sunscreens and creams and SPF because I've, in recent years, because someone's made a point, said to me like, well, you're trying to eat healthy foods, but then you put this crap on your skin Mm -hmm. and I was like oh you're right (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm so you know I try to be careful about what I put in my body and I haven't paid a lot of attention to what I put on my body when it comes to um, you know protecting ourselves during the summer I do now that I'm older and I used to tan in my teens and I can't reverse that damage, I'm I like, know. I'll slather yeah. on that sunscreen with the SPF. But I find it hard, first of all, to decipher between them sometimes. Um, but I also know that when I once tried to buy at the health food store a sunscreen, it was horrible. I hated it. <laughs> it was like it was like this white film. And then if yeah. you sweat, it balled up. So I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't like the feeling of this greener option. It's been a few years. I'm sure the formulations have improved. I'm with you, sister. <laughs> so I that... tried every natural sunscreen on the sun because that's part of my job. Yeah. And to let you know what's a waste of time and money. Um, and, you know, I mean, first of all, the reason why you'd want to even look at natural sunscreens is that the stuff in our conventional sunscreen is is not healthy for us. A lot of them, I think about 80% of them now, still use oxybenzone, which is an endocrine disrupting or hormone disrupting chemical. And, you know, we don't really need to be adding more of these things to our diet, especially since we know that, you know, our skin absorbs these chemicals and Mm -hmm. um, they end up in our bodies. So the other thing, you know, with conventional sunscreens is... um, you see a lot of those like outrageously high SPFs, and you think you're safe if you get SPF 100 and SPF well, you know 80, th- and it's totally bogus. It's, oh, it means that's nothing. what I thought. And it doesn't actually block any more cancer-causing rays. It just prevents you from getting a sunburn. So then you think, oh, I'm out here and not burning. I'm not going to get cancer. Well, the two are not the same. So you know, staying away from some of those dodgy ingredients like the oxybenzone and the chemical sunscreens. There's a long list of chemical sunscreens that are hormone disruptors, which is why I really encourage people to go to their health food store and look for mineral mineral sunscreen. Now, you will find some mineral sunscreens in mainstream drugstores now, Mm -hmm. um, but I find that a lot of them still 
mix in pretty fishy ingredients. So I recommend that, you know, even if you never shop at the health food store for anything else, go there for your sunscreen. And yes, I, I, I can't lie. A lot of the ones on shelves are still kind of crappy. So they will, um, you know, <laughs> they don't they have will... that smooth formulation that like just absorbs into my skin the way it might be used to. <laughs> yeah. Which we love. And then, you know, in yeah. sunscreen, it's a bad thing, but, um, you don't want to have that old, like, surfer look that had the white nose when you go to the beach mm-hmm. you know, and have white all over your body. Um, that comes from the nano zinc, uh, sorry, the, from, not from nano, from the zinc and titanium dioxide. And, um, and the good news is that more and more brands are reformulating so that they're <laughs> using a zinc that is less, um, I guess, shall we say, whitening. And, uh, well, it's kind of chalky looking, right? It's yeah, like, it looks- I've just put this big white bar across my arm. <laughs> Exactly. And if, it, you know, if you're putting it, if a guy is putting it on any body hair, it starts to look like this really nasty, like white <laughs> muck. Oh, it's not good. So um, the nice thing is that there are some good brands that are actually sheer. And there's, you know, good Canadian brands like Green Beaver um, mm-hmm. that have worked on on sheer formulations. Um, and they offer, you know, water resistance and all that stuff if you're doing sports or just getting wet. Um but um, for kind of a daily, really light uh, sunscreen that, you know, just feels like a very light moisturizer. So for women who are wearing kind of uh, SPF under their makeup or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, um, a couple brands that I like are Davida. Um, you can get that at the Big Care at grocery store. And also um, I'm using right now, it is Andalou Naturals. Uh, tinted BB cream and it's got 30 SPF. And so the nice thing is, is it's protecting you from the sun. It's giving you a little bit of a boost of color. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like you should be out there sun baking. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. You get and, a little color. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a little color and it is actually, you know, a re- really great fi- facial natural sunscreen with a lot of organic ingredients. So and what's that brand called again? That one is Andalou Naturals. Oh, Okay. So yeah. And then um, Goddess Garden is pretty good too. Um, but you know, I I think the the you know sheerest ones are definitely the Davida, the Andalou, and uh, the Green Beaver. The Green Beaver, you, people used to complain. I know some of your listeners are probably going, "Oh, I tried Green Beaver and it was so <laughs> sticky and nasty." <laughs> <laughs> and they have reformulated, so that that formula has definitely gotten lighter and uh, less so it's greasy. improved. It's new and improved. New and improved, yeah. You know, the I like the lightest one is definitely Davida for sure. Um, Green Beaver is that's a Canadian company too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, love Green Beaver because they're all Canadian. They're certified natural and certified organic. They are really rigorous about their ingredients. A lot of the ingredients they choose are actually grown in Canada, like oh, organic raspberry seed oil. And stuff yeah. Like that. Um, I also, because uh, I've bought a f- some of their products before at different health food stores, and um, their price points are really reasonable. Some people think that buying organic um, beauty products or, you know, shampoo and creams are a lot more money, but they they don't have to be. So they're actually very reasonably priced. They are totally reasonably priced. And I will tell you that, you know, the natural sunscreens um, are a little bit more expensive, but it is worth it. And I really feel like it's one area where, you know, I make a lot of products myself at home. You know, I just, instead of moisturizer, I'll just use straight, you know. uh, I can just imagine what your kitchen must look like, Adria, when you're experimenting (laughs) with products. Yeah, my bathroom is just like uh, so many concoctions (laughs) sitting around there. It's pretty funny. But the sunscreen is one thing that I still purchase. Uh, Although some people do DIY sunscreen too, but you got to make sure that the zinc oxide that you're buying online, you know, is... uh, Right. 
there's a lot of things right. you would need to like double check, right? Yeah, to make sure exactly. it's actually protecting you um, from the sun. Uh, and I know that also uh, wanted to ask you about the Jobs, Justice and Climate March. Yeah, yeah the, you were there. I was there today. It was amazing. We had uh, 10,000 Canadians took to the wow. streets for this. So what was really... this for? What was the cause? Okay, so the the march is called Jobs, Justice, and the Climate. And it was a really interesting thing because normally if you go to a climate change rally or whatever, it's just environmentalists. But this time they broadened it out and united so many different groups. So there were, you know, First Nations groups, yes. There were tons of labor organizations, anti-protest, anti-poverty organizers, um, you know, uh, nurse organizations, healthcare organizations, you know, women's groups, faith groups, a lot of, you know, um, different churches were there and stuff. And it was really nice because everyone was just getting together to say, look, you know, we know we need a greener economy. We know we need to shift in this direction. So let's do it together. Let's push for not just greener jobs, but fair jobs too. So, you know, you can be working at a sweatshop that's, you know, recycling. So you want to make sure that um, if you're taking, you're bringing in new jobs, that it's actually going to be, you know, a fairly paid job. And so mm-hmm. it, was, it was great to see, you know, all these people coming out and saying, um, we might not agree on everything, but right. we agree that we want, you know, a great green economy that actually helps everyone in the economy and not just, you know, the 1% on top. So it was pretty, pretty empowering. It was really, you know, it was really positive March. And uh, it was, you know, kids, grandparents, young, old, everyone was there. And including um, Jane Fonda, right? Jane Fonda. (laughs) Yeah, I saw her talking. She was, uh, she spoke at the press conference. And um, she's, I mean, she's awesome. She's still kicking butt, I think 77 years old. Yeah. And uh, she came just because, you know, she supports the cause and she knew that being there would draw, you know, the media out. And it did. So, yeah. you know, more power to her. And she and, you know, we had a lot of um, of local celebrities, too. You know, uh, Sarah Harmer was there and Naomi Klein and uh, a lot of different people. And David Zuki, I chatted mm. with him for a bit. And uh, it's just nice to see, you know, so many people come out for for climate change. So it's no longer just kind of this ghettoized issue where everyone goes, you know, I know we have to do something about it, but it's kind of not my issue and I, right. I'll leave it to somebody else to get involved in it um, and to solve our problems. It, it wasn't like that today. And I think that's really going to be the future going forward where we realize, you know, we've all got to get in this together, roll up our sleeves and work on some solutions. And I think also there's something to be said about power and numbers. So as you mentioned, you know, it used to be climate change was the environmentalist, but you had people out there from all kinds of different groups and interests who were saying, like, you know, if we get together and try to push this message, maybe more people will listen. So, And then Jane Fonda, of course, realizes that she has some power, too. That's it, exactly. Celebrity power in our culture, you know, it always draws more people to it. But um, it's nice because in the past, too, environmental issues have always kind of... um, the movement's been criticized for being too white and too middle class, or upper middle class, and that's totally changing. You know, everyone there was from all kinds of different organizations and cultural backgrounds and racial backgrounds and, you know, uh, income levels. And it was just a matter of, you know, we're not going to solve this uh, if we make this a, like a ghettoized topic about the environment. You know, we've got to kind of all lean in and uh, and and work on it together. So that was pretty awesome. I'm writing um, a whole feature on that for this week's 
upcoming ecoholic. Oh, great. So, yeah. Look for that for okay. sure in Now Magazine. Excellent. Thanks so much, Adria. And again, if people want to find out more information about the things you've talked about, they can go to your website, adriavassel.com. I know that you put up a lot of details there. So if people have any questions about some of the products and um, the tips that you've mentioned, they can contact you there. And also uh, nowtoronto.com for your ecoholic column. Thanks so much, Adria. Thanks for having me on. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. So after the break, um, Ed Keenan will stop by. We'll find out what's coming up on his show. I'll also tell you about the $125 Twinkie. Would you? Maybe. Maybe you would. And uh, I'll ask Ed, too, like, because he's got kids and I don't. I, I wonder um, how much his child's name might be worth to him. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show. That would be me. I'm here until 10 p.m. tonight covering for Vinny White. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pay Chen or on my website, paychen.com. You can also find podcasts there as well. And uh, we'll take a quick break right now. Back with more right after this. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. I'm Pei Chen. With me right now, Ed Keenan, who is coming up, of course, on News Talk 1010 at 10 p.m. And we were just having a little chit-chat about our weekend because last weekend, when we talked about what we did, we had that horrible downpour last weekend. Mm -hmm. So that didn't make it much fun to go out. My daughter was playing in that (laughs) baseball tournament in the pouring rain. Oh, Uh, man. So this weekend was much sunnier, much nicer. Yes. We and you got to some enjoy baseball. some outside time? We did. I did. Uh, yeah, my daughter was playing t-ball today, so yeah. we were out in the park, and I spent some time at High Park. I popped by Sunnyside Beach, so it was, it was a good weekend to be outside, I think. Yeah, I, you know what? I actually went to uh, Taste of Toronto was going on at uh, Fort York. Right. And so it was just a, like, um, four-day outdoor food festival. And what does Toronto taste like? I Toronto. imagine it's like a, this kind of congestion and yeah. overcrowding. What Toronto smells like and what it yeah. tastes like can be kind of different. But uh, they had some great restaurants represented there. So it's kind of, it's a nice, I think, it's a nice event um, for people who want to be able to sample a bunch of, you know, right. chefs and restaurants in the city in one spot. For me, I live downtown and I'm really close to a lot of these little restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some people, let's say you, you know, live in Richmond Hill or Etobicoke or um, wherever, I don't know, Markham and coming downtown to a tiny little restaurant isn't going to be as convenient for you. Then it's a right. nice like one stop thing. So it's actually quite nice to sit but outside. But I also figure like it's got to be, I mean, Summerlicious is on right now too, Oh, right? yes. Now, I think this is the week it kicks off, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I mean, Almost a victim of its own success to some extent. Yes. And I, I haven't been in the last couple of years, so I heard they were making some changes and all of that. But the last time I was regularly going, it seemed to be a victim of its own success in that restaurants were so slammed mm-hmm. uh, during what was traditionally like a really slow period. Yeah. But they had price fix menus that, that had to be a certain price point, which meant uh, they're really busy. They're taking a loss on things, mm-hmm. and they've already created a menu that's, like, inferior to the regular menu because they're trying to meet their prices. And so it wasn't like – but when it first launched, Winterlicious and Summerlicious, I yeah. used to go out, and it was, like, this chance to sample restaurants that that typically, for many people who mm-hmm. were in my position then, it's way too expensive to – it's not way too expensive to ever go to one. Yeah. But to kind of roll the dice on a place you've never been before – 
and you're looking at a hundred bucks a person just for the food yeah. plus wine is like, well, you you know, if you choose wrong, so you could kind of go out and have lunch and yeah. say, oh, this is a nice place. I'm coming back here. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like maybe something like Taste of Toronto, where they have a bunch of these places all in one place. It's like you sample them and you make notes. Okay, I'll go to that place. Yeah, I'll go this to is that pl- place. Exactly. Like, like this, I, I like this kind of food. Like one, for example, is a um, restaurant called Little Sister and it's at Young in Davisville. Not really what people think of when you think of a, a really cool little new restaurant, but it is very, it's busy. It's it's great. It it's just one of those places that you know, unless you maybe live in the area or you have friends who have gone by there, you may not know about it. So that's kind of the nice thing. But I agree with you about summer uh, summerlicious and winterlicious. When it first came out years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it was it was kind of cool to be able to go somewhere and have dinner. Let's say for twenty five dollars. Yeah, and it's a three course dinner because you know it, it also means that you can go out for dinner maybe twice that month if you only go out once right. and to try a different restaurant. Well, or people who, uh, and I actually know quite a lot of people who, who both are are poor or yeah. like, you know, working class, not yeah. not homeless, but but not, They're not don't have budgets. a lot of money, yeah. you know, students or like adults who are just wor- working hard and, and fine dining restaurants are not part of their lifestyle, right? No, absolutely not. Um, but but there's a place where you could go to a, a sort of fine dining type place and you're mm-hmm. getting a discount menu, but it's an opportunity to go to a restaurant that normally wouldn't be in your budget at all, yeah. right? If it might normally be $300 for two and you can get out of there for 75 bucks, it's like, wow, yeah. I could try this, you know? Yeah, and you can be, and sometimes it's just nice to be in that, you know, that really nice restaurant and yeah. feel like, oh, I'm having this nice experience. But the thing about, like you said, be, <laughs> being a victim of its own success is with some restaurants and, and, and I think in previous years, and I, you're right, I think they fixed it a little bit. Um, the the serv- the price of the food dropped, but so did the quality of the service in yeah. some places. And I think they've taken that feedback and um, they've improved on it because I think for a while they just couldn't keep up perhaps. If with I demand. get out to any of those places this year, although it's uh, chances are slim to none, but yeah. if I do get out, I'll, I'll report back to you on. You know what? The only one I go out, so the past few years, because it's so busy and um, I... I've had a few not great experiences from way, way back. Um, the one that I actually always go to, and now I'll never be able to get a reservation because I'm going to talk about it, is Canoe. Mm-hmm. So Winterlicious and Summerlicious, I almost always will book at Canoe because it is typically a, a very high-end restaurant. Yeah. So I've actually never eaten there on a regular night. Right. I go there twice a year during this discount promotion called Summer and Winterlicious. Um, and I... But the the food and the service is very good. They maintain yeah. the level of service. They're known as being a, a fairly high-end restaurant with, with very good, service. yes, yeah. excellent service. And that actually doesn't get sacrificed. And that's actually a, a neat place. I mean, and you're not alone, I don't think, in not ever really eating there when, when it's not some special promotion because it's a restaurant... Uh, way up high is 54th floor, is 54th it? 54th floor of the TD building. 54th floor of the TD center. And so it's it's a restaurant built around people on expense accounts eating there. Yes, Bankers of course. Bankers and high-end corporate lawyers. Doing meetings uh, and client having deals. Having meetings and writing it off. Uh, so it's not, the intention is not that ordinary people are ever going to be paying for this food out of their own pocket. And yet the service is great and the view 
yeah. is worth the trip alone. The joke is, I've well, and I'll, I'll admit that I've come to know um, the chef who's there, and he's very kind to me, and, and he'll, he makes the joke now. He's like, oh, here comes Pei. She always wants extra bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, put it oh, on your great. business cards, Pay. Yeah. Can I have another basket of bread, please? And can I take home this butter? <laughs> um, you know, I, I've asked that before. Uh, I was, I read this crazy thing. So you know how they're like um, carnival food every yeah. year. It's like bigger and better. And now that I think about it, you know, pretty soon we'll be hearing about what's coming up at the X, right? Yeah. Which is, we just started summer. I feel like, and we're already talking about the Rem X. Remember the whole, what was it? Some kind of cronut. It was the cronut burger. Cronut burger. Yes, yeah. and, and and then and then there was this. Uh, it, it turned sour. It, yeah. Yes, and so every year there's always like the hot food item, yeah. right? Chocolate covered um, bacon. Yeah, and or, then bacon, bacon, yeah. like <laughs> like everything, like chocolate covered this, bacon something, something on a stick. Um, but apparently, in the states, so like the midwestern fairs. Uh, something that is being offered and is actually doing quite well, which makes me a little bit sick, is a um, hundred and twenty-five dollar Twinkie. So the Twinkie, let's let's be honest about this. This is a packaged cake thing that you can pro buy in a box, like what mm -hmm. six or so, eight, twelve for a couple of dollars. Yeah, Twinkie lasts forever. Um, yeah, it has that whipped oil product in the center. Yeah. It, yep which pretends to be mm. a dairy product. Um, so the OC Fair in Costa Mesa, California, is selling a $125 Twinkie. It's covered in caviar. <laughs> because when you eat a Twinkie, you think that the perfect pairing is caviar, right? So, Caviar. Yes. On your Twinkie. Because those are two flavors that demand that go to go together. Yeah. Yeah, the the sort of uh, like sickeningly sweet stuffing and the cake and then that salty fish. Uh, and I love caviar, but what a waste of caviar to put it on a Twinkie. But what, <laughs> what point? Because the Twinkie is a dessert; it's a cake-like dessert. So they serve this at carnivals. So it's being it, the who uh, brings one hundred and twenty-five dollars for well, a that's Twinkie what I don't with snack? That's to, what I don't understand. To the carnival. I don't understand who's got that cash on them, but it's the uh, 2015 OC Fair in Costa Mesa, California, which is taking place um, hmm. July 17th to the middle of August. So you have time to go and check it out. I wish I had brought it in with me. I saw another thing. I think it's the Calgary Stampede. I know it. Yes. They had planned to serve some kind of midway attraction that, that involved cockroaches. They had promoted at the Stampede a, a cockroach pizza. So it was a pizza with big, crunchy cockroaches on it. Mm -hmm. But the vendor who was coming, because many of them come up from the States. The cockroaches, right? the cockroaches got held up at the border. They so said, they we don't have the tasty cockroaches up here <laughs> in Canada. And I'm like, you just have to go to some like divey 19-year-old university <laughs> yeah. student's basement apartment. The cockroaches on your pizza are usually the thing you complain about. But See, they went completely the other way. These guys are like, let's take a, a typical junk food, Twinkies, yeah. and slather it in the most luxurious thing, caviar. These other people are like, let's take your typical junk food pizza and put, um, like, what? roaches on yeah, it, like cockroaches. It's almost like what... It's almost like they like tested a this. Pest. You know what? I feel like the. What's the, the one thing the people are most afraid of? 
that having is so in their kitchen. Yeah. And I feel like the R&D for this involved a couple of guys who were really stoned, who left their pizza out uh, <laughs> overnight, woke up in the morning and were like, oh, man, what's this? Let's eat it. And then there was like their genius idea. And now they're going to sell it. But, uh, but you know, um, I guess, so, sadly, wah, 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 the roaches were held up at the border and there is no cockroach The pizza. roaches were held up at the border. So Which I'm trying to imagine what that looks this like. Year, I mean, you try to picture it's like, what could you do? Ugh. A burrito with a rat. Yeah. A live is, rat. You know what? In some places, <laughs> with a live free. tiger on top. <laughs> That will attack you. It's... Well, I guess last year the Stampede, their their sort of shock food item uh, was something with scorpions, with mm. a live scorpion. So every so people like the novelty of it. I think it's the. I'm not. I'm not into the fear factor food. I'm not into. I want it to taste. There's some good. novelty to me on like chocolate covered bacon, which doesn't yeah, yeah, feel, sure. or at least when it first came out, it wasn't to me two t- flavors that I would think of going together. But you know, it's like ah, I'll give that a try. Yeah. Um, it's salty and whereas, sweet. Whereas, yeah, the, the fear factor thing, where it's like, you know, will you eat a giant cockroach? Yeah. Will you eat a scorpion? And does putting it on pizza really make it any better? Will it be delicious <laughs> or will it kill you? Will, <laughs> will that scorpion just like sting your throat? Which, now that I think of it, isn't so much different than the X when we no. <laughs> have the. It could still happen. Like, you just won't burger. know what the cause was mm-hmm. or whether or not you meant for that uh meant for that to happen um, oh boy i know well here i guess speaking of food now that we're we're on it um is there a, a let, let's say you had another child okay um and you're thinking about names is there a price like a, a minimum price for you to consider naming your child after like a corporation or like a food product like, is there a minimum? Uh, like, would you do... Okay, because there is uh, a California restaurant that has offered this contest. It's a this contest uh, for $10,000. My gut reaction is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly $10,000 would it's not be enough. well below the minimum, yeah. right? It's like, a, I was going to say no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. That's outrageous. But and then I if, realized, okay, if somebody offered me $100 million, right? What if it's just $1 million? Let's, before we get to okay. that... <laughs> If somebody offered me $100 million so that not only could my whole family spend the rest of our lives doing whatever it is we'd like to do instead mm-hmm. of things we have to do, uh, that child could have their, you know, all my children could could benefit from that greatly for the rest of their lives. Yes. $1 million doesn't put you in that lead. That's not no. any more never work again money. No. Not for me and not for this kid who's going to be saddled with like... Uh, trial size Dove Bar as their first name or whatever, right? Like <laughs> Kit Kat. <laughs> ah, exactly. Depends adult undergarment. So these are the names of years in in Infinite Jest. Where uh, anyway, right? Um, but or something like that, right? Well, or Band Aid brand adhesive. What if bandages. it was okay? For so for this particular restaurant, it's called BJ's Restaurant and but Brew House. But ten grand, no way. Ten grand is fairly low. But what they're offering is and the name isn't that crazy. They're just saying they want someone to name their child quinoa. So they're not even asking them to name it after the like. It's not like you're asking. See, if you already had thought quinoa was a cool name, and somebody <laughs> out there 
has is considering that, then this is a great opportunity to cash in. Well, it's ten thousand dollars in food from that restaurant, so you have to eat there. But it's actually the oh really? See, yeah. it gets worse and worse. The more, the right? more detail, unless you like that restaurant, and you know you're like. Oh. But I like a lot of things, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> Saddle my child with the name of a pretty crappy food. It's uh, delicious. It's a superfood. No, it's, it's a superfood. Yes, it's wonderful in super salads. Super awful. No, it's wonderful super, in salads. Super bland. <laughs> I mean, it's not actually awful. I'm I oversell it. And part of what I I I mean, we eat quinoa uh, here and there now yeah. and again. It's part of our diet. Um, but you don't. But like I don't. It. I don't. No, but I don't hate it. Okay. To me, it's it just like, like did. it's just like naming your child. Well, I was selling it as I hated it because what I hate about it as a concept for like being this super food and all of yeah. that. I understand it's healthy. Yes. But it's it's almost like like rice cakes, right? Mm-hmm. How this can't be your favorite thing. Why would you name your child quinoa? Because this is it's like naming your child beige. Yeah. Or um <laughs> or like uh it, yes. it's just um the most sort of bland. Bland. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Bland. And um, would you name your child rice cakes? No. Oh. Well, for a hundred well, million, million dollars. Uh, see, do you, see, do I have to actually call them that? Or you could give them be, a nickname, but that would probably they be just the, be like RC. Well, the name on the birth certificate will be officially Rice Cakes. <laughs> rice Cakes Keenan, which is kind of amazing, and yeah. will really build their character when they get teased. Yeah, uh, as long as you live in an area with a lot of like kind of hippies. Even better than a boy named Sue, it makes you like very <laughs> tough. Well, the thing is, like, uh, quinoa is not. I, I would not choose to name my child that, but I think about like Apple, Gwyneth Paltrow's dog. Yeah, you know? yeah. Brie, but yeah. usually not spelled B-R-I-E. <laughs> Brie. And, and people have been naming their children I used Kale. to like, I for a long time when I was single, before yeah. I, I met my wife and we were actually in a position where we were considering having children, uh, I for a long time thought, if I have a daughter, I'd like to name her Thyme, uh, T-H-Y-M-E. Like, like the herb. Uh, like the herb, yeah. yeah. But, but I also just like the sound of it. Thyme. Um, so, you know, being named after a food, there's Clementine. Rosemary. Yeah. Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Olive. <laughs> Let's come up with all the food related. Lick a stick. No, wait, that's not. That's not one of them. Yeah. Um. But well, I mean, I guess there are there. Like, brie is not usually people who named brie. It's usually not spelled like the cheese. But no, I don't think ten thousand <laughs> is enough. I I would consider maybe at a million because that would cover their um, their, like, like their, their education. university education. Yeah. Even even probably except if they're paying you in food. What kind of restaurant is it? They're gonna pay you in like quinoa like rest- salads or something. Restaurant and brew house. It probably it's gonna pay you. Who like, knows? It's gonna be delicious vegan yeah. raw. I didn't even notice what time it was. I thought we had like ten minutes left. What's coming time up on your show? Flies when you're talking food. <laughs> time. T H Y M E. With quinoa. <laughs> Never a dull moment. We got a city council's meeting this week, so Neville Park will join me as she often does to give mm-hmm. us uh, her cheat sheet version of what to expect. Excellent. Ed Keenan is coming up next on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Thanks for joining me tonight, everyone. Paychain.com for more information. Have a great night. Vinny is back uh, next weekend. And enjoy your week and the hot weather.